0: We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast. The Garigal and the Guyamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations Elders, past, present and emerging.
1: So I'm excited for today's app because it's been a while. It has
0: been a while.
1: Mm, We're doing an AMA.
0: I think we should just get straight into it, Jim. I think we should. Things take a while, you know, lots to talk about. Let's not fuck around then.
1: We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids. We don't have time for this. Just what you need, two basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Pina on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Rebsity-Reeves. Here to answer all your questions, DLs. Yep, and for those who live under a rock, AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. We won't talk about acronyms and how some people are acronymically challenged. Oh, wow.
0: Acronymically challenged. Never heard that before. You're one of those people.
1: Yes, and I'm obsessed with acronyms because Mm. they don't come naturally to me. Yes, it's,
0: it's a, a blind not, spot for you. It
1: is. It's never obvious. But Revzy, we've got a
0: lot of quezies today from our DLs. It's become quite a tradition that we annually do mm-hmm. an AMA. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like good to check in. Like sometimes we're aware that we're talking at you every week and you don't have a right of reply and sometimes we go down a thread and people are like, hey, you started talking about this thing. I want to hear more about it. This is your chance. You know, come through and ask us cool questions.
1: And also sometimes we have newbie DLs joining our Digital Mothers group Mm. who don't really know us the way our OG DLs do. Now, if the term DL is foreign to you, let me myth bust this (laughs) acronym for you. DL stands for Dear Listener. If you don't know what
0: DL means, you're not a DL. Evidently. (laughs) Let's get straight into the quizzes, Revsy. Let's do it. I'm going to start with a really easy one that someone's written in. Off your trot. It's for you, babe. Okay. Did you buy the $500 bin? DLs, I did not. (laughs) But I
1: did buy another bin. You did. So Howard's Storage World—that's where I got it from. This is a not not spawn. sponsored. No, paid money for it. They had back in June, July, the end of financial year sales, twenty percent off. Look, I'm not gonna lie. The bin I bought is still bougie. It wasn't the $500 bin, but it was a $280 bin. The glamour that
0: is X-y. Yeah, that's 280 expensive. $280. bucks.
1: It yeah. is. Yeah. So you know, twenty percent off, it came to a reasonable price. All right.
0: What was that? <laughs> I don't know. I saw. You try and do maths in real time, <laughs> and I was like, "Girlfriend, come on!" And
1: covered it up with reasonable price. Yeah,
0: love it, love uh, it.
1: Can't do the maths. All I can say is it is hashtag worth it. I do think any sort of bin dispenser, fucking vessel of rubbish that costs over a hundred bucks is expensive. Absolutely. You know the Ubi nappy bin. It's like the bin, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. nappy bin that everybody I I wants. That. Yeah, I had that bin. It's one hundred and twenty dollars. I thought that was absurd, but turns out I will happily put two hundred and eighty dollars towards a bin. Anyway, moving right along. Rebsie, I've got a quizzy for you. Hit me. Sex, the first time. Oh, straight in. I mean, Jesus, let me warm up. No, I'm not taking you out for dinner first. We're getting straight in. Fuck. Sex, first time after divorce. Is it like losing your virginity all over again?
0: Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to say it is. Talk it up. Look, this girl's taken a pounding over the years. (laughs) I don't know how to put it. Wow. You're not re-virginated. No. (laughs) You know, it's just like there's a lot of weirdness about it. It's like, oh, whoa, new person, new body, new feeling. You're finding your way again. Like it's not that like, as you always put it, you do this to me, I do this to you, we do this together and we're done. You know, it's like it's much more exploratory. Mm. Uh, No, it's not at all like being... Virgin again. No. Okay,
1: question. Yeah. So I'm gonna extend this question because I'm interested.
0: I love that you're like bins and Howard's storage world and I'm like sex after divorce. Isn't it fabulous? <laughs> fabulous for you. So delightfully balanced. <sighs> so my question is by the time you're
1: in your thirties, mm. you know, well, I hope by this point you know how you enjoy sex. Mm. You know what turns you on, you yep. know what gets your juices flowing. Sure. When you're having sex with someone post Husband. Post husband. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else, someone foreign, someone different. Foreign,
0: new, a new partner. (laughs) Someone
1: who doesn't know your body intimately. Yes, Yes. Uh, who doesn't know what buttons to push. Mm. Did you have the confidence in that? F- like, I need you to cast your mind back. Like, picture this guy. Yep. He's the first one yep. who put a fresh dick in you. All right, all right. Okay. Did you have the confidence to kind of guide him into what you enjoy or were you in a bit no. of surrender? No, it was a bit like,
0: whoa, okay, we're here. It takes months to, like, mm. in the dating world to sort of get your confidence in every way in how to be on a date, how to be yourself, how to ask for what you want, All that stuff. I mean, when I was single pre-marriage, I didn't have that confidence. So it's like in a lot of ways, there was a lot of learning for the first time about things, but every person is different Mm. just like every relationship is different every partner is different to kiss someone is completely different from one guy to the next so you can imagine like some of it's kind of like fun and silly some of it's like awesome some of it's not good you know like this is (laughs) the usual single life stuff i know you don't know a lot about this
1: (laughs) experience with that one person this is what we're all interested in revs Uh that one interaction that first first one one. yeah yes yeah so was it good yeah it was good yeah did you orgasm remember. I
0: think so. She's holding back
1: tears. No, I don't
0: remember. I remember feeling like in my body and present and all those things. So there you go. Probably. It feels like a long time ago. I know that's crazy.
1: (laughs) Not that this question had anything to do with me, Mm. but I'm a serial monogamous and offender of many long-term relationships. Mm. And I remember the first time Hubs and I hooked up.
0: I also remember that (laughs) because I got the phone call afterwards.
1: The one thing that stood out to me, and this is going to sound so weird... He had such a smooth back. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, I remember being like, you're like a (laughs) dolphin. Like, his skin, back skin was so smooth. Mm, And I think, yeah. And I think this was because maybe my ex had a bit of a furry back situation. (laughs) So the
0: contrast was quite stark. It's funny. And some things you had in your wheelhouse that always worked with one partner doesn't always work or they're not into it. And you're like, oh, fuck, that was my trick (laughs) Mm. to get this done. You know, (laughs) like, you have to learn all those new things. But it's just, So different than having sex with a long-term partner For all the obvious reasons But also in that difference is a lot of excitement and fun And... It was an experience I never thought I would be having again or Mm. or for the first time, to be honest. So it was, you know, there's a lot of fun with it. Can you confirm
1: that Mm post-divorce, when you're re-entering the field, Mm -hmm. do you become more self-conscious where you're like, oh, I need to like groom?
0: No, far less. Far
1: less? Far
0: less. What? Because I was only dating dads. I didn't date anyone who was like never had kids or mm. do you know what I mean? I like only dated dads and I can't remember if I chose that. I think I did, didn't I? I kind of chose that I wanted that. I wanted someone who got it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So with that comes, well, they've been married or had a long-term partner. They know what it's like. Like they're just excited to have a fresh pussy in front of them, aren't they? Like do you know what I mean? They're just as excited with the newness. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. I, the most self-conscious I've ever been was in my 20s when I didn't – know myself and what i wanted and that my body was amazing and all that kind of stuff sex was purely performative yeah so Mm. you know it's been much more empowering this time around great one for you what level candy crush are you on oh let me check oh god this is like speaking chinese to me i didn't even know i love this 991
1: that sounds impressive is it good i don't know How long have you been playing? It shows a lot of dedication. Yeah. It doesn't take a half-wit to work out that 991. Sounds high. It's high. Yeah. All right. Cool.
0: The question we were all dying to hear. Okay. Can we stay in the hookup space? Okay. Gem, did you and Hubs hook up when you were younger? Was it weird getting together? Now tell the fucking truth. Oh, because God. DLs, there was a very sanitized bullshit version of this story that went around as mythology for years and you know what you're married now you've got two kids no one's coming for you tell the truth okay for context (laughs) Hubs and I were friends from the age of 11 we were literally the boy next door
1: yes we were each other's literal next door neighbors not neighbors down the road like he was number 32 and I was number 34 we had this really unique bond I think it gets weird okay because we used to refer to each other as bro and sis he dated heaps of my friends I dated heaps of his friends. Like heaps. Heaps. You know that age where you like date someone for like a few weeks and then you're like, "Mm, we broke up. And then you move on to the next guy. We played lots of backyard spin the bottle, kissed each other's friends. It's almost like we knew that each other was a no-go zone. It was almost like we knew that deep down we cared so much about each other that we knew that if we had a frivolous relationship in our high school years, we would fuck it forever. Mm.
0: Now, I don't- Theory. What do you mean? Uh, Continue.
1: Look, I'm not saying that was conscious. It was unconscious. Like when I look back, it's like, why didn't we date? Doesn't make sense, right? But it's because it's deep down we knew it was too precious to break. So we never ever dated. However,
0: such a you guys vibe to have a 20-year plan, like even (laughs) in year eight. (laughs) Like it's so you guys, it's disgusting. It's disgusting, (laughs) I agree.
1: When we were around 14, 15, there were some drunk nights mm-hmm. back in the days of gatherings mm-hmm. and there was one night where Hubs had a gathering at his house. Don't know where his parents were, don't remember, don't care. <laughs> but we hooked up. We didn't what, have sex. Like, like you made out? We made out. Was it
0: spin the bottle or game or something or did you just make out? I think – from memory again was probably quite drunk.
1: We went off to his bedroom and just had a mad pash. Yeah. Now, that's my version of the story. We just pashed once at a party. Nah. No. His version is oh we dry humped. And yeah. every time I I hear, remember you telling me about it. You no. dry humped
0: on the reg. No, we didn't on yes, the you reg. We did on the reg. No, he we used did have not.
1: Sleepovers at your house. We did not dry hump on the reg. You that did. is Hubbs's weird fantasy. <laughs> morphed the narrative. I think he maybe. dreamt about it and that it happened heaps of times. It was one time we dry humped.
0: I hate the word dry hump. No, I'm sorry. I can't even. Bring it back. Like, how good was a dry hump? And it was enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was enough. It was like, yeah, we made out and we dry humped for hours and, like, you'd dream about it for weeks. I don't know. Dry humping reminds me. It did uh, hurt with the jeans a bit.
1: Oh, it really (laughs) did. Remember, you used to give yourself a little bruising. little little clip bruise. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. With the seam down the zipper You're so right Yeah remember did. You'd be like Oh it feels a
1: bit bruised Do you know what Try humping for me and Hubs Upon grown up me Reflecting back on teenage us It was like the equivalent Of soaking You know how we've talked About soaking <laughs> So gross I hate like, every
0: time You bring up soaking I know
1: For DLs who don't know Like in one particular religion
0: It's Mormons right It's
1: Mormonism yeah. No disrespect But they have this thing Called soaking Because there's no sex Before marriage So I guess some of the Young folk Who really want to get away with it was they would insert penis into a vagina and just, not thrust. Just lie there. And it's
0: inside. Yeah,
1: soak. soak. And I think Hubbs and it. I did make out and dry hump because it wasn't crossing the line of beyond that. <laughs> sure. So in our eyes Double it was Double Catholic like... guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Double dose. So. so true. We were like, it's fine, it doesn't count because we didn't touch each other's bits. All we
0: did was hug in the groin area.
1: Correct. So anyway, I think it's time to move on to another question. Oh, of course you do. All right, Revzy, Yeah. Staying on the sexy theme before we move on to more serious matters.
0: Oh, serious matters.
1: A DL has asked, would you agree to giving X number of blowjobs in return for baby number
0: three? <laughs> I don't want baby number three. Okay, sure, but theoretically. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would use the blowjob economy for a lot of things. Would you? Yeah, I would. Because I don't mind it, quite like it, and uh really gets it done, you know? Okay,
1: yeah. I have a really boring sensible answer here but um <laughs> if you are using the blowjob economy to negotiate baby number three i think you should rethink having baby number three because it sounds like your partner needs convincing
0: oh okay. and well, that's I, I know it, yeah. i turned it into a serious tone very logical
1: oh, too logical i'm <laughs> sorry. also do you know
0: how babies get made blowjobs not gonna cut it <laughs> it ain't <laughs> some p and v required next question when is jem going to go undercover as a swingers correspondent when are you jem
1: <sighs> all right
0: it's been a while it has. since we've talked about swinging.
1: I'm in a new season. Oh, mm. the non-swinging season? I have gone off it. Oh, okay. It's so weird, isn't it? Like I was so- You were so into a it. swinger curious. Yeah. I deep dived on YouTube. I like imagined myself like, could I one day do this? And I was like, yeah, I reckon I could. And Hubs and I would have funny, sexy chats about it, talking about swinger hotels in Canada and going there and being naughty and then coming home and being like, let's pretend that never happened we had all those conversations and then I'll admit recently I've just gone a bit I'm not into that yeah great interesting I don't don't know why I can't pinpoint it to anything I think the thinking of it as we say is always harder than the doing of it I think this is the other way the opposite Uh, where it was fun to kind of entertain yes Mm -hmm. and then when I actually imagined doing it I was like but how would I manage jealousy Mm. would I feel possessive Mm. do I I want to put myself in this situation where I don't know how I'm going to feel until I'm in the situation and what if I hate every second of it and Mm. here I am in this situation. I think I had more of those thoughts and went, yeah, I'm just going to shelve this swinger idea.
0: Yeah. Okay, in the same theme, we've got another question is, Would you ever be open to an open relationship? It's not the same thing. Mm. This is like, I guess they call it respectful non-monogamy. Would you ever be open to that? No. No?
1: I don't think so. I've always been a one-guy gal. Yeah. And like aforementioned, serial monogamist. Mm. I don't think I could suddenly break away from that. I reckon there's more opportunity for me to dabble in swinging yeah. than there is Because to... it's like
0: a couple's activity. Yeah. It's yeah. a
1: couple's activity. It's spicing up your sex life. It's like, you know, as my hub says sometimes, hey, let's just be weird. Let's yeah. just do something weird. Yeah. You know, like let's break the cycle. So yeah, definitely more opportunity for that, for mm-hmm. a swinger exploratory than open relationship. Do you think
0: that's because you've got the safety of doing it together? Like yes. you're in it with someone rather than you kind of going out on your own mm. and exploring?
1: And look, DLs, we did a deep dive episode on breakups in DNM, and I talked a lot about a significant relationship that ended with my heart utterly shattered. And I can honestly say like I've never felt more secure in a relationship than with my husband in terms of never doubting his loyalty. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. which for me is like the ultimate gift mm. coming out of a circumstance that was the opposite. Well, didn't honor that. Also, Rebzi, like the thought of an open relationship. Managing one husband is more than enough <laughs> for me. Imagine managing another person. Well, you
0: don't. I think that's the thing about open relationships. You don't have to manage the other people. I've got a friend, mm-hmm. a good friend, who is in an open relationship. It's not public knowledge. They keep it very tight. I'm gonna be asking you more questions off the mic. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> and they have rules, like only once, like with other people. So you're not allowed to double dip. You're not allowed to go back to oh. someone again. It's like only once. They don't want to know any details. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to hear anything about it. Mm. Um, and they've got some other rules. But anyway, it's fascinating. But, but it's more is- about just being reckless or being yes. playful. It's not... Polyamory, where you've Mm. got multiple partners. So I agree, polyamory sounds horrible. Imagine managing two, three men. No, no, open relationship is you can go fuck other people and have fun for a night. Okay, but my fear, and we're not doing a whole
1: episode on this, we've got other (laughs) questions, but my fear is that, okay, so no double dipping, you go and have sex with someone once just to scratch that itch, but what if it unlocks something in your partner or what if it unlocks something in you? Like this is the risk that you take when you dabble
0: in. This kind of play Yeah I think it's uh, Very personality based Definitely You know Some people will be like Oh I'll find it really hard To be monogamous forever And Mm. so it might be The antidote To have the relationship And keep that precious thing While also honouring Part of them that needs To explore And some people are like No I'm a fucking seahorse And I mate Mm. for life And like I want that Tight unit kept together You know Yeah. Yeah
1: I could understand How couples who do Swing or Have open relationships They're just Personality matched in that way the thing is you can't have one party into it yeah and the other no not or the worst situation is where someone feels like they're forced to be cool with it to keep the relationship yeah, they work. have it just wouldn't work yeah I don't know I just feel like it's rife with
0: risk definitely it's, yeah. a, it's definitely a risk to what you have mm. I guess it would be weighing up what's the bigger risk getting stale Mm. bored or as you say opening up to outside experiences I have heard people say it brings a lot of spice back into the marriage I'm sure it would for the right people I'm you know sure maybe
1: there's something sexy about seeing your partner still have it yeah with someone else and then oh, you yeah. and
0: you being like hey I've still got it that would 100% work for me mm. seeing my partner desired by other people would it's turn hard. me on yeah it would I've got a fun one Go on. Most expensive item you've ever splurged on?
1: Ooh. A house. Yeah, a house, but that's a boring <laughs> that's answer. boring.
0: Think of a thing. Mm, have you got anything? Yeah, I do. Go on, hit me. Dude, I bought $550 shoes one time. Not for an event. I was going to say for an occasion. No, not for an occasion, not for my wedding or anything. Just I really loved these particular shoes for years. Mm. Like loved them for years. They were actually on sale, believe it or not. And I was like, now's my moment. And I just bought them. Do you know what? I feel great about it. They're beautiful. I love them. They're my favorites. But I can see how $550
1: a lot. on a pair of spontaneous shoes yeah. is a lot. A lot. Lot. Yeah. What would you say is your average spend on a pair of shoes? In the ones? Mm. Probably the high
0: ones? Yeah. 100? Yeah, yeah 190
1: maybe? Yeah. Wittner? Yeah. Not spawn is yeah. one of my favourite shoe stores and they're in the 180 to 220 yeah. range, but yeah. they're
0: good qual. Yeah. It feels reasonable. Yeah, But does. 550? <laughs> it's a lot. It's elite. Fancy. Definitely elite. What about you? You didn't buy the $500 bin because I feel like that would do it.
1: I didn't buy the $500 bin. You are correct. Do you know what was a big splurge recently Even though it's our money Uh because Hubs and I obviously – have joint bank accounts, but it was driven by me and I felt like it was a choice for me to put money towards this. And that was getting my engagement ring remodeled yeah. with yep. Meg Maskell. yeah Yeah, it was a big splurge. Like I remember going, Yeah, now's the time. Yeah. Like I really want to wear my engagement ring again and I want to enjoy it in a new way. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that.
0: That's a splurge yeah, for sure. It but was so special. So special.
1: RevZ. Yeah. Have you ever regifted anything? Uh-huh. <laughs> And what was it? Good
0: question. Yes, I've re champagne many times. Oh, yeah, I feel like that's the gift that gets re I feel re-gifted. like that's fine. Yeah. Like I think that they go round and round on a loop, you know. Yeah. We get the wine bag with a bottle of champagne in it for whatever, birthday, having a baby, whatever. Mm. I have been re-gifted that because there was a card on it that said, dear, the person who gave it to me. Yeah, And I was like, oh, you forgot to take the card out. <laughs>
1: oh, we've received a wine before where the label on oh. the bottle was like a custom label made for the card. Couple oh, at the no. wedding. Oh, no. Yeah. And first of all, I was like, did you steal this from the <laughs> wedding? It should have been drunk on the night. Oh, my God. And now you're gifting it. That's oh, okay.
0: That's funny. Have you ever re gifted anything?
1: I can't think of a time that I have. I'm trying to remember.
0: Surely baby clothes or something.
1: Yeah. But I guess
0: if I'm ever giving something re gifted, I tell people. Do you? Yeah. I think as long as the thing is nice. Yeah. And you know the person receiving it is going to love it. Yeah. I don't think there's any harm in a re gift. Do you know what's funny? I think because of being a content creator on
1: Instagram, sometimes I partner with brands and I get sent the product to trial. And in many cases, I love that brand so much that I then become a customer and purchase it. And I worry that when I'm gifting that item to a friend, I feel like I have to say, I bought this. Oh yeah, It wasn't. I wasn't gifted it. Totally. You know, like this is very niche, and a lot of people might not relate to it, but I'm constantly. <laughs> yeah. I bought it, I promise. Reassuring people, like, I just
0: genuinely love this. And here you go. Enjoy. Do you want a hard one? Go on. What is your least favorite personality trait about each other? Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. Let me think. I've got so many. It's just so hard to choose one. <laughs>
1: Oh, I would say Revs's number dyslexia and oh, the way yeah. she just pulls figures out of her ass. I do. And then she tells the story a week later and those figures have completely yes. changed. because I
0: can't see numbers. No,
1: she's number blind. I'm like, number literally. blind. It's such a blind spot for it me. It is. It's like a proper disorder. <laughs> like I'll literally hear her tell a story and she'll be like, and the artwork was
0: $200 and next week it's $2,000. I know, and I'm like, it's Bang. true. It's true. It's why I can never be... Be let loose in an auction no. because I'll go five million when I meant to say five hundred. You know I mean? yeah. it's, like, it's like really dangerous. Yeah. I'm, I, I know it is annoying because it, it's like, what's the real number though, Revs? Yeah,
1: the, look, the truth is, it doesn't really annoy me. I've just learned to take any figure that you throw out with a pinch of salt. Yes, I always go, yeah, I'll have to fact check. Which that is later. hard because we're business partners. That's why I manage all the finances.
0: (laughs) um, But I'll call you and be like, hey, Emco's in for this amount. Does your brain go like, but
1: is it that amount? (laughs)
0: Always. I go, S- oh. show
1: me the email. Oh. You've got numbers back to front no, for trust. sure.
0: Or you've dropped a zero or you've added a zero. Do you like, know what? It's true. It's absolutely <laughs> safe and clever of you to have that, that your cockles up because <laughs> it must. Like, you must. She can't be trusted. I can't be trusted with numbers. All right.
1: I'll throw that, Quezzy, back to you. All right.
0: Oh, here we go. She's got a smug look on her face. It's also a little bit endearing. And I feel like that's not what the question is. The question oh is, God, like, what like... annoys <laughs> you about Gem? And I'm like, well, you know, lots of things. But what comes to mind is jem can sometimes speak with so much authority i knew you were gonna say this about something she knows fucking nothing about <laughs> but because she's a brilliant presenter and actor she can give the most exquisite performance of like no because what happens is the blah 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 comes through the da blah, 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 and then blah, 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 blah. and she speaks with such authority like she absolutely has researched this and knows her shit <laughs> And sometimes she knows fucking nothing about it, but that's like a lot. We've been friends for a long, (laughs) long time. time, And I think that's something that I've only unpicked over the years, but it is like, Gem, you say like you absolutely know that Mm -hmm. that is True, but don't you, have you considered X? And you're like, she falls apart so fast. She starts Straight giggling away. and she's like, oh, no, no, I don't actually no, know. No, I I'm don't actually about. know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't about. know shit about shit. <laughs> and because Jim is often got 17 projects on the go, she's so scatterbrained and she'll pull one of her like, I speak with authority, blah, 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 in a conversation, then go back to her phone. And someone will be like, did she just mean to say that? And I'm like, ignore her. <laughs> she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. I'm a brain. She doesn't know what day it is.
1: It's true. Look, in this season of life, You're not wrong, Rebsy. I'm a fucking scatterbrain.
0: (laughs) Oh, here's a hard one. What do you feel most guilty about?
1: Hmm. I mean, mum guilt is such a boring answer, so I don't want it to be associated with parenthood. Yeah, but
0: is it true? Oh, definitely. That's what you feel most guilty about? Yes. Time with the kids?
1: Time with the kids or when I've lost my cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And then Rafa responds in a way days later where I'm like, oh, fuck, she's still hung up on that.
0: Mm. I want to alleviate that for you. I think that's okay. Yeah. No,
1: I, I know. I know. I'm trying to let it go, but you do. You worry about the impact that you have on mm. these little people and our generation especially we're unlocking a lot of traumas mm. or things that were passed down to us from our parents and look this isn't a shit show on boomers because they're a product of their own yeah. upbringing and we're just trying to better and better but you just go oh, I don't want to fuck them up yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? I, know I wish I had an answer that wasn't parent related I'm sure I do no do you know what I feel guilty about I don't call my dad enough. Aww. Mm. Give him a call tonight. I should. Say hi for me. I, I will. I don't call him enough because yeah. I've gotten into this stupid power struggle game with my dad where it's like, well, you don't call me either. Mm.
0: So And out of sight, out of mind.
1: Yeah. And it's not cool because every now and then you hear a news story about someone who's mm. a similar age to your parents, mm. something happening and you go, oh, no, I don't want to mm. live with regret. Oh, I feel guilty. I need to call my dad. Do you ever
0: have a casual text back and forth? No, we don't have that Can kind you- of of Can relationship that off because that would be more honestly revs life approach. i don't know what he would say just text him like love you dad see oh, what happens i know he'd cringe and My potentially vomit dad's
1: allergic mm-hmm. to saying the three words i love you and that's fine i love you dad regardless but we don't have that sort of parlay mm. text banter like we're better off having an hour-long phone call. Yeah. But I guess it's because when we do catch up, it is those hour-long phone calls. Mm. It requires more thought energy to yeah. be like, okay, when can we chat? Or And every now and then the stars align and he'll call me at a time where I'm like, oh, I'm actually – Hey, Dad. Yeah, I can fully yeah. chat with you right what about when
0: you're on one of your walks? Does yeah. the time difference work?
1: Yeah, it's Thailand, it's three hours. Yeah, mm, No, it doesn't work, <laughs> actually, <laughs> unless he's awake at 4am, which I know he is not.
0: What about you, Revsy? Oh, look, it's heavy, but yeah, I feel guilt all the time that I broke up my kid's family. Mm. All the time. Look, it had to happen. It's definitely the right thing. And I know ultimately one day we'll all probably, hopefully, be at peace with that. But, you know, it's hard on them. And I tried to run from that for a while. I had a lot of things to back me up with like this is better for them. They're better off, you know. It's hard for them. It's really hard to go between two houses and to have separated parents and to, you know, navigate everything that goes with that. And they're little. Mm. And so, yeah, I feel guilt about that all the time.
1: That's a hard one to carry around yeah. with you.
0: I mean, I have faith in the future. Yeah. I think we're all going to get to a place of peace, but, I, you know, we're not there yet.
1: Oh, when you talk about this, I can literally see the world on mm. your shoulders. Like you, <sighs> Your posture is like Atlas right now and all I want to do is just take that baggage yeah. off your shoulders. But I can't. Yeah. I'll get there. You will. But yeah, that's a tough one.
0: Pick a funny one. Okay. Will your mums ever come on the show? Will they, DLs? We were just talking about this this morning. Mm. Uh, We love them too. We are trying. Mums, if you're listening, the people want to hear from you, okay? Mm. You've got dedicated fans. They want to hear about your lives. Yes, and mums, you
1: can have full editorial control. Hey, this is a good question. Yeah.
0: Probably more for me than for you.
1: That's okay. Can I ask it? Revs, what are your (laughs) go-to easy dinners? Yep,
0: fried rice. Yep. It's the quickest Healthiest kid meal ever. You chop your veg. I just do carrot, zucchini, peas, whatever I've got in the fridge. If I have bacon, dice that up. A little bit of onion if you have it. Day old rice or microwave rice works really well. Throw it all in a pan, throw it around, crack an egg on top. So much protein. If you had any sauce, soy sauce and a squeeze of honey. Yum. Done. If you've got chicken, beef, whatever protein you've got, you can also chuck that in. But the egg, I feel, does it, you know? Still feels like one too many steps for me. But but that's seriously, okay. I reckon I can do it in under four minutes. For real? For real. It's If you've got microwave rice, even all the, the bits. food prep, for me, it's the chopping. No, but do you have frozen peas and corn and carrots? Like you can buy those yeah, all I do like actually. a medley, you yeah. know, all mixed together. I do, actually. Chuck them frozen into the pan with a bit of oil, get mm. them, go and put the lid on, steam them a bit chuck the rice in, crack your egg, fucking done. Okay, so Kwesi, microwavable rice. Do you still need to microwave it first? No. Really? Just Just chuck it in the pan, put the lid on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cooked. It's ready. Yeah, it's so easy. Otherwise, you know, anything from the freezer section with some raw veg because there's no cooking of those, Mm -hmm. turn the oven on, whack freezer section thing, whether it's a mini pizza, sausage rolls, nuggets. In the oven, people would use the air fryer. I don't have an air fryer yet, but, you know, the good mum is trying to convert me. It's like (laughs) she's in an MLM, honestly. Um, And then raw veg, so like carrot sticks, celery, capsicum, whatever they'll eat raw. My kids love frozen peas so I'm like fine have a bowl of frozen peas. Done. On the food train, Mm. thoughts on intermittent fasting? Don't have any, not going to give any diet chat on this podcast.
1: Okay. People love it, I don't know. I'm into it.
0: I feel like when you become a mum you accidentally start intermittently fasting because there is no time to feed yourself at least until everyone's at the Uh, place they're going to be. I'll be lucky to get any food in me before 11, you know, I'll get a coffee in but that's about all I can manage because any food i makes is gonna go cold
1: i reckon i could do intermittent fasting i don't but do you know who does who hubs oh does he mm. and he likes it he loves it he swears by it there you go one of these days i might give it a try or not one whatever <laughs> oh i've got one Revsy, what do you think is the most annoying quality A person can have.
0: Oh, I know. Yes. Someone who brings only problems and no solutions. Oh, yeah, that is It's my ultimate ick with anyone, any gender, any age, in any scenario, life, work, school, whatever. People who just bring problems or complain or whinge or whatever and never bring anything positive or solutions or fixes to things. It drives me up the wall. And you don't see it for a while and then as soon as you click that they're one of those people, you can't unsee it and they annoy you. Couldn't agree more. Oh, I've got
1: two types of personality traits that annoy the shit out of me. People who wait to talk.
0: Oh, and don't listen.
1: Or people who don't ever ask you questions in
0: return. Oh, my God, which
1: is so... Often.
0: Yes. And you don't even notice it's happening until later on, often. No, it takes a while. So I
1: have uh, had an interaction with a kindy slash daycare mum before a few times. You know, at kids' parties, you're not like friends with them. But anyway, I noticed on the most recent interaction, I was like, she has never asked me a single question about me,
0: period. Ever. It's like she doesn't know anything about me. No. And
1: that's when you talk about the slow burn of figuring it out. And it was because it was a day where I was feeling a bit off and a bit tired. And so when I was chatting with her, I was carrying the load. And you feel the work yes I suddenly felt the work and I was like oh my god I've run out of chat what else can I ask her about and I was like hang on a sec yeah in all of the interactions we've ever had she's never asked me anything and yeah. yet I know so much about her life her husband her this her that where she exercises what her favorite I know everything about her and it's not reciprocated yeah is there a chance she's heard the podcast and no. she's like
0: no no she definitely situation. hasn't okay.
1: no she definitely hasn't yeah because on this same interaction another mum came up it was at a kid's party yeah. a while ago but another mum came up to me and was like oh how's the podcast going and she literally went oh do you have a podcast all oh, right okay. and it took The cue of someone else to make her ask me. And I was like, that's so interesting.
0: Dating is like that. There are people who literally just talk about themselves and they don't ask you anything. And it's like, really? Mm. Like, how long have you been at this? And it takes so much more energy Mm. to be the dickhead than to just ask questions from someone. I just think being curious is so
1: important. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? I've mentioned before in a past episode that I've started working with a psychologist and I find it really hard in my session to not probe him.
0: Oh, my God, totally. Because
1: he's giving me life advice and advice on how to manage certain things going on and I just want to go, hey, you're married. You've got two kids too. Like tell me more about your life and the arguments that you have in your household and yeah. how do you manage oh, parenting? He's like, not going to do that. It's no, crossing a boundary, No, isn't it, it is, but like
0: I want to know. Yeah, you want to have I- a back and forth. Convo. I want
1: to dissect yeah, yeah. his situation and I go, do you do life better than me because you're a trained psychologist or is it like those people who are home organisers for work but then their house is in a state of disarray? Or I love people- that you went
0: to home organisers. The classic one is the dentist's children have no teeth.
1: Oh, is it? Or the
0: cobbler's children have no shoes, something like that. Or
1: well, the chef that doesn't cook for his own family. Exactly, sure. exactly. Anyway. And can I have one more for good measure? Of course. Another personality trait that annoys the shit out of me are people who can't say sorry. Oh, totally. Get over yourself, yeah. grow up. Yeah, it's not hard. No, there are some people in this world yeah. where they would rather have their teeth pulled out totally than, than say, say sorry. sorry. Yeah, ugly. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it at all. Neither. Revsy, this one feels a bit like a dilemma and how we can turn it into dilemma. Oh, fun. Someone asked, father-in-law disciplining my children. How do we advocate for them? Oh, that's so hard. That's a tough one. Especially because obviously when we hear father-in-law, we instantly think boomer generation. Yeah. And parenting has come so far, mm. but that father-in-law isn't getting in their Instagram algorithm feed information about how parenting is these days, how yeah. it's done differently, how we approach things in a much healthier way. Well,
0: I guess the healthy version would be sitting down and having a frank and honest conversation, <laughs> but who can really get it up for that? I would be probably making it clear in the moment by scooping up your kid and taking them away. I would try and signal that way to start with a bit pass If your kid's old enough, I would talk to them about, listen, grandpa doesn't really know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like give your kid permission to brush it off. Yeah,
1: when they're age appropriate, you can totally let them in on that.
0: Yes, I do that. So uh, it feels like a cop out because one's like pass ag and one's like full confrontation. I guess pick your poison. I don't know. One thing that we haven't touched on is... Why
1: can't your partner yeah, talk to their say, own father? I going to say in law,
0: which means it's his or her father. father. Send your partner over to have a discussion. It makes my wife uncomfortable when you.
1: No, 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 no. Not makes my wife con- no, uncomfortable. No, that's true. I
0: think that's not being the
1: teammate to yeah. your it's partner. Like we
0: don't like it when yes. you. Yeah.
1: Or I don't. Take the ownership
0: of it. Well, that would just be. Who are you, talk... Who are you describing? <laughs> I know. What kind of partner is this? Ah. Is there anything you've ever said on the podcast that you've now changed your mind on or evolved beyond? Yes, everything. almost everything. Oh my gosh. We change our minds all the time. And constantly contradict ourselves. Yes, I can't even think of a one specific thing because there's know, so many. There's just so many. And I think it's really healthy and natural to change your mind. And if you don't change your mind, what's the opposite of that? It's being closed minded. We and have never,
1: ever been steadfast in our opinions. No. We are always open to evolving and learning and bettering. Best sex toy. Oh, best sex toy. I'm
0: kind of back to analog. Oh, yeah. What finger digits? Yeah, all of it. Uh, okay. Whatever. But like, I'm kind of off the buzz buzz at the moment. Mm. I go through seasons.
1: Yeah, I'm still a bullet gal. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really boring.
0: Gem's in the baby room. She hasn't graduated <laughs> to stage two. Hey,
1: I graduated. I didn't like what I saw. You ran what... from the flaming building <laughs> yeah. with your eyes burning. Yeah, I didn't like what I felt. Okay. <laughs> it just. All I can say is Papsmia. <laughs> What sex toys feel like to me, pap Mia. Here's another question. Did you both genuinely love Matt leave mm. or you couldn't wait until kids started daycare to get a break?
0: Uh, I think retrospectively, I loved mat leave and really pissed off at myself that I cut both of my mat leaves short. In the moment at the time, I was just doing what felt right at the time. I definitely needed to get back to work and I didn't really have the choice. Same for you. I think like anything with motherhood, it's just like always one or the other, you know, mm. like I did want to go back to work and I did enjoy having a hot coffee with, with my hands free and all those things, but you miss them all day and you feel guilty and then you get them back at the work part of the day and it sucks mm. but also probably a year's worth of mat leave would have been too long for me I don't know the dream for me would have been to take four to six months when they're born go back to work and then kind of like come back to mat leave <laughs> Come Do you know back what I mean? to it. At that like, age? When like two, two and a half? You know, I don't oh. know. I, I felt robbed of a lot of things when mm. I was back at work, and definitely my second baby Teddy. When he started, I missed his first role, You mm. know, I probably missed his first steps. And I know the daycare never tell you, but like I felt like I missed things for sure. Yeah. But you just simply cannot have it all. You can't. <laughs> you just can't. Similarly to you,
1: I reflect back on my mat leave, and I hate how little I gave myself. Mm. Both times. I'm like, you fooled yourself twice, Jem. Like, yeah. you didn't learn from the first time. So, with Rafa, I took, I think, three months before I went back to work. With Iggy, I made it longer. I've made it four months. <laughs> But I'm full of regret. I don't regret a lot of things in life mm. and I regret not taking at least six to nine months. Yeah, because
0: it's nothing really in the scheme of things. It's the Faustian bargain when you're an ambitious person who mm. loves to work. When you sign up for having kids, you're always going to have split focus, split loyalty. Not loyalties, but split. The guilt's going to be there.
1: Loyalty isn't a bad word, Revs. I yeah. kind of agree. Yeah. It's
0: hard. It's double-edged. It sure is. Oh, good one. What is the biggest lesson your last relationship taught you? Ooh. That's big one.
1: My last relationship definitely taught me not to dim your sparkle Mm. (laughs) in order to let just your partner shine. It's funny, it wasn't until I left the relationship that I saw the relationship for what it was Mm. and that was me orbiting around planet him Mm. and not having the awareness that actually none of that was reciprocated and that I was definitely giving more than I was getting.
0: You can just see how that happens over time and how that accumulates like it's so easy. It starts as a small thing, and then yeah. it just grows, and the inequities just grow. But I just thought that was love. Yeah. You know, I just thought, oh well, I
1: just well, really and it loved- was love from yeah. you, mm. but you just
0: weren't getting the same level of love back in return. Yeah.
1: And I look back at that version of Gem, and I'm like, wow, crumbs were enough for you. Yeah. And how sad.
0: And you would never have known, really, you know, if that relationship hadn't come to a forced end. No. That that's where you were until probably until you had kids. <laughs> yeah. And what's nice now. is to have
1: a partner who fully celebrates me being me Mm. in my entirety Mm. and I don't know I feel like we're orbiting around each other equally it's really nice
0: Mine's similar. I learned the same lesson in my last few relationships actually Mm. and that is kind of similar to yours. Like don't betray yourself in pursuit of the connection. You know like there can be like a beautiful connection. It makes you feel everything you've ever wanted to feel but if you're honest with yourself and you're betraying yourself and you're not living in a way that is fully authentic and real and something that you're proud of to you then it's never gonna work Mm. out you know it's kind of similar to yours it's like a
1: yeah it's something we all have to learn and go through I
0: think at some stage especially women who've always just been told to be good girls yeah you know just make everyone feel comfortable you should feel lucky that you're picked yeah is the other gross one gross Mm. yeah okay I like this one name each other's best quality or superpower
1: Ooh, I can think of so many genuinely
0: me too I'm trying to think of your best yeah that's it I'm trying to think of your best I think your best best quality is that you make shit happen. Like you have an idea or a dream or a goal or a or even a little thing, like a breakfast that you want to see two people at, whatever. Whatever it is, you have a vision and you make it happen and you don't fuck around either. You really do make it happen and it's inspiring. This I think is it's really, really cool about you. So
1: funny because that was my favourite thing for you. <laughs> no. So I don't feel like I can do that. Circle jerk. No, it is a total circle jerk. But you do You're a maker of shit Happen too Like it's just In your personality This is why we are Each other's Creative soulmates Creative soulmates, soulmates. Yeah. yeah You can imagine Revs and I in school With all the time in the world And none of the <laughs> responsibilities We were each other's Yes let's mm-hmm. Or yes and mm-hmm. It was like Oh my god Let's put on a show And do this Yes let's Hey Let's start a t-shirt brand Where we Ew. hand paint You know <laughs> yes, yes let's let's, do it. let's make a short film yes, yes let's Like that was our whole childhood and it is my favorite it has to be my favorite thing about you because I got to get in on that with you yeah and the podcast is the most incredibly full circle feeling totally because here we are not swan song (laughs) I don't know why I'm (laughs) saying what the the (laughs) fuck swan
0: song (laughs) Shit.
1: we are not here in our swan song but just in a very different stage of life back here again creating and that's really fucking cool but I'm going to come up with a different answer okay and add to the circle jerk my favorite about you and I feel very lucky because as a bestie I feel like I'm one of the beneficiaries of this is your ability to put words in the shape of people's wounds so like that mean well I guess what I mean is like I can feel something about something, and I haven't fully unpacked it, mm. or I can't quite make sense of it. And in a sentence, you can sum it up.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. And then I go,
1: "That's it." Like oh. no one's phrased it that way. I feel, and in an instant, I feel seen. Oh. I feel heard. I feel understood. That's cool. And I understand myself more. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you do that for me too, babe. Like you do that for me all the time, where I'm grappling at something, a feeling, a sensation or something's not right. And mm. you're like, oh, it's this. And I go, oh, thanks for uncovering that for me. Oh. I've been
0: searching for that for yeah. weeks, oh, you that's know. that's cool. Yeah. Words that's in the shape of wounds. Yeah. The Kate Rev story. <laughs> 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 uh, someone said, need a new crazy Lisa story, please. Guys, there's one every day. <laughs> Honestly. We could do a whole podcast Let's on it. The most fun recent one was when she thought she was pregnant when she had a four month old. What? Yep. She was like, shit, we had sex and I think I'm ovulating. I'm like, no. What? She just looks at a guy and falls pregnant. Who is having sex four months postpartum when you've got four children, you psycho? That's the question on everyone's lips. Spoiler alert. She wasn't, thank God. No, there's one every day. You guys will hear more from Crazy Lisa. Don't you worry. We know she's a a pod fave.
1: Ooh, Revsy. Here's an interesting one. How do you reconcile two different parenting styles slash upbringings?
0: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) It's a tough one. Oh, With a lot of work and external support.
1: And what's really challenging is when you marry someone and you have the basic conversations of like, do you want kids? Yeah, I want kids too. You kind of don't dig much deeper than that. Mm. You might have chats about like, where would we live and where would we raise them? Fantasy
0: talk. (laughs)
1: All fantasy talk, but it's not until you're in the trenches of parenthood together that you go, oh, you're quite strict Mm. or you're a doormat.
0: Or Or, you need a lot of me time, or you've got a really low tolerance for X. Yeah, Mm. I think that's really challenging. I think you probably need counselling, therapy, and a lot of work. And me and Jem's favorite new phrase: radical honesty with each other. With each other
1: has to be there. The thing is, if you are two adults in a relationship, parenting kids very differently, you honestly run the risk of your kids figuring out (laughs) your parenting style and kind of leveraging it to their advantage. So it's like, how do you get on the same team? Yeah, a hell of a lot of challenging communication, but it's got to be there but also like giving each other space as well to be the parent they are and that's hard. A weird example of that for me is I read a lot about language and raising kids and the type of language and phrases that they need to hear because, you know, I'm trying my best yeah. to raise Rafa as a girl who really likes herself mm-hmm. and a girl who doesn't struggle with bad body image. A secure
0: person. A secure person. who we're trying to raise. Secure people. Exactly.
1: And with that I do a lot of research and I work really hard on vernacular that I want to use around her. My husband, he doesn't and he calls Rafa his princess and I bristle at that but when I spoke to him about that and I said can you not call her a princess he went no that's my thing and I'm allowed she is my princess and that is my connection with her it's just a term of endearment yeah. for her and it's nothing more and nothing less but you are lacing it with all of this turbulent history for women and which he also understands and respects but he's like can I just have this one thing and once I accepted that and went, you know you You know what? She is daddy's little princess. And they do have that really special bond and I'm okay with that, but I will counter it with all the other stuff and that's okay. And that's compromise.
0: This one I want to address Gone. because I get asked this all the time mm-hmm. and I have actually addressed this on my Instagram. How did Revs feel about Jem being asked to do Hello Bump at Mamma Mia? Guys, I feel great about it. There's no tea. I think when There's people, no tea. when they ask that question, they're like, were you okay? <laughs> like that's the undertone. It's like, were you okay that she did another potty? Yes, Jem and I have always done our own projects separate to the things we do together. Isn't that right? For as long as I can remember. We've always had our solo stuff Mm. and stuff together. We're each other's biggest cheerleaders. And I just think it's great. I also think the show is so good. It's such a good resource for people who are pregnant for the first time or thinking about becoming pregnant. It's so good. Jem is like proper presenter talent. Like that's what that job was. And she did such a good job of it. I've worked at Mamma Mia before and I knew it was like a really cool place, really vibey, lots of cool stuff going on. And so I was really excited when Jem got that job. And I think she's done an amazing thing. Like Jem and I will continue to do heaps of solo projects and all Always come back to each other as we well. Will
1: always, the thing is, we do always find our way back to always. each other because we're each other's favorite work wife. That's it. That's just how it rolls. It's just how it is. And look, this is the thing. Hello, bump was a beautiful capsule series, mm. limited edition show. Yeah, it wasn't an
0: ongoing. It potty. wasn't an
1: ongoing potty, which yeah. you know would be another conversation. Yeah. if that opportunity came around, I've got enough on my plate at the moment. Yeah, you know, but it was a really cool chapter to be a part of, and. If if Revs were to have chapters offered out to her, I would absolutely support her and expect her to explore that full tilt.
0: I think it's why we keep coming back to each other because it's like we learn so much <laughs> when we go out on our own, and then we yeah. bring those learnings back. You yeah, know, absolutely not to like compare us to these absolute captains of industry, but Hamish and Andy do it all the time. Mm. They do their own solo projects and then they come back. Like they all no one find asks them what's the tea, no, you know? They don't. Isn't that funny? Or how they feel? How does Andy feel about Hamish doing Lego Masters. It's yeah. like, I don't know, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> Okay, I've got a really good one to end on. Go on. As the potty has grown, has it been hard having everyone's opinions on what you say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It has,
0: actually. It's the
1: one negative of a growing brand, I
0: would say. And we always knew it would happen if we were lucky enough to continue to grow. Mm. We knew when we started we had this, like, really kind of tight, engaged audience who were just, like, so here for it. And you guys made yourselves known really, really quickly. And we knew we were in a sweet spot. We knew, you know, we're not Mama Mia level. We're not news corp. We're not like shameless. We're not like millions of downloads every year. We're like half a million. And it was like, you know, we're in this sweet spot where we can be so candid and say what we really think. But we knew the more people that start listening, the more people who listen out of curiosity or not because it's like really the show for them, but because they've heard about it or whatever. And yeah, we definitely, we get way more policed now than we used to. We have fucked up. Like, we have. Oh, we've definitely. made mistakes and said the wrong thing and that you know would go by the by if it was just two mates having a chat. There
1: are times where the feedback is a hundred percent warranted. Yeah. And we take that on board and we yeah. go, okay, yeah, we'll wear that. Yeah. Like we've got to own that. We that, can do better than our, that. Yeah, we yeah. can do better and be better. But yeah, there are a lot more opinions, but Rebs and I always try And come back to what do our OG DLs want and that's for us To be our candid, raw, messy Honest selves, people who Don't have all the answers but we're feeling Our way through chats In a really unfiltered way Because that's how you have conversations With friends, you can say Fucked up shit that came out wrong And then correct yourself and then change Your mind and then contradict yourself All the time and they forgive you for it Or they hold space for you because you're figuring it out as you go
0: or even better they go yes that's what I feel but Mm. didn't know I could say that and like we genuinely try to think like what are we offering otherwise it's just like us just (laughs) having a chat about our our lives every week and we can do that off the mic but we're like what are we offering people because we want to keep offering that yes and what we think it is is just like it's hanging out with your mates it is and having conversations that are real that aren't sanitized that aren't policed and PC and pulled apart so far that there actually is no opinion left mm. you know that's something that we want to have real unfiltered candid chats
1: and we have the gift of not being attached to a company yeah. or a business. Like we've chosen to stay independent for that reason because yeah. it gives us autonomy and it gives us the freedom to go, you know what, we're going to talk about that and we don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z not approving. That's it. And you know what, if brands see us as a dangerous mm-hmm. space to partner in because we maybe we are unhinged <laughs> uh maybe we are unbridled in how we speak then we go cool well we're not the podcast for you so and that's fine yeah because it means fine. more
0: to us to have you guys and us having authentic chats in our community that means more to us than you know a partnership with x or y 100
1: oh i think we've talked enough about ourselves
0: now couldn't agree more <laughs> deals we love you so much we do you're just the best thank you so much for being here for listening every week for those of you you who subscribe and support the show. It just means the world to us. It means we can keep doing what we're doing. Jen, when will we be back?
1: We'll be back bright and early in your ears on Friday morning. And just a quick thank you to all the DLs who sent through all of those fabulous questions. Yeah, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. That
0: was fun. That was fun. We'll see you next year for another AMA. Maybe we can do one in the second
1: half of this year. Love it. At
0: some point. Maybe pay- a pay- Christmas pay- special. Pay- it is the second half of the year. Oh my God. Where did it go? We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.